everyone. I'm Susie Sevier. And I'm Michael Barnhart. Welcome to the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor podcast, where we interview industry experts and chat with them about their passions and how they're leveraging real estate investing to create an impact in their world. What impact do you want to make? Did you know there are almost 8 billion people on this planet? What if each of us started with ourselves, with our family, in our community? All we have to do is start with a manageable 1% action every day. The effect of those billions of 1% gestures would be astronomical. This is your place to reflect and believe. Join us every week to start cultivating those ideas on the impact that you wanna make in your world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Adventures of a Real Estate Investor. I'm Susie. And I'm Michael. We're excited you joined us for this adventure. Okay, so the past couple episodes, we're talking about what's going on in the economy, how the feds are handling it, things like that. And now we're going to talk about this last part of this three-part series is why multifamily assets are such a great hedge against inflation during these times. So just to recap a little bit here, the U.S. inflation rate clocked in at over 9% in June. 8.5% in July. And now a recent report came out saying that it's at 8.3% in August, making it the sixth month in a row of over 8%, way above the Fed's 2% target, which is is a 2% target for the Fed basically signifies like a healthy economy and healthy growth, sustainable growth. So as a result, many people are seeking the best inflation hedges to preserve their capital and future purchasing power. And one of the best strategies that savvy investors use to protect themselves from harmful effects of inflation is investing in hard assets, particularly multifamily real estate. Multifamily real estate has been such a great high quality inflation hedge for generations Mm -hmm. and generations. Yeah. So notice that Susie and I are going to be talking about multifamily real estate and not single family. Single family is more at the whims of the economy as its value is based on comparables in the local area. The value of multifamily real estate is based on the income produced by the property because it is a business. It's not based on local comps in the area. So again, as mentioned in the previous episode, to help control inflation, the feds have turned to quantitative tightening, which involves a raising of interest rates. This has deterred home buyers thus far as people are starting to like I can, I don't want to pay that interest rate, right? So like there's less people looking for houses and we're starting to see a cooling of the single family housing market, especially in these really large primary markets. Yeah. And quantitative tightening is like, if you don't know what that means, please look it up because it also has a lot to do. You'll learn a lot within that. So that's a great little behind that one. Yeah. Because the other part of that is quantitative easing, which you was as a printing of money, et cetera, et cetera. I won't get into all that, but yeah, look into that, please. So as a result, the cooling of the single family market, builders are now shifting their attention to apartments as multifamily is less sensitive to rate hikes. Again, because this is a business based on the income produced, right? In fact, A new government report in August showed that there was a 28% increase in multifamily construction as the highest it's been since 1986, which is actually the year I was born, (laughs) Uh, 36 years ago. Anyways, okay. I'm sure you're like, great. Multifamily is awesome. Uh, We'll get into that. We'll get into the reasons behind that in a minute. But first, I'm going to pass it over to Susie. She's going to talk about other investment options and potentially why they're not the best right now during a high inflationary time. 
And again, this is very like opinion based. You can have your own favorites and that is totally okay. But Michael and I just want to expand a little bit on like what savvy investors are looking into. And so the first one I want to go over is stocks. So like why are a lot of investors keeping in the stock market? So in our previous episode, like Michael and I talked about the dollar valuation to the euro and to the pound. So when we recorded that episode, like one pound equaled 1.17, so a dollar and 17 cents for the dollar. And as of this morning, it is now one pound to a dollar and eight cents. That fluctuation is mind boggling. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's mind boggling because as we also mentioned before, when companies do a lot of their business, like have a lot of international exposure and a lot of their money comes from the pound or the euro or whatever, when that goes down, that is when it really affects the company's performance, right? Like that is huge because whereas before they would have gotten way more with that currency, they now don't. Mm -hmm. And so something else that I want to talk about is that because of the rise of the dollar, the earnings growth of the S&P 500, it's saying that it'll shave off 5% of earnings. Like that is huge. And what that equates to is about $100 billion. That's enormous. Okay, that's enormous, especially because companies are forecasted to grow around 10% or this year. And that is just a really big deal. And that's something that we need to think about with stocks is that all of that fluctuation makes a big difference in the stock rising and the stock increasing. And so that's just something to think about and look at too when you are wanting to invest in stocks. And so as we mentioned, like companies that generate most of their revenue in the US have performed better than their rivals. Again, something else to look into when you are looking into investing in stocks because With multifamily, you look deep into the operator. You look deep into the market. You look deep into the asset class. You need to be doing the same with stocks and their companies. But there's so much foreign fluctuations that can happen all the time that it's you cannot control that and you will never be able to control that. So the higher market interest rates also make the cost of doing business for private and public companies more expensive so that less growth and higher costs equate to lower revenue and lower earnings. And that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So then to go from stocks into bonds, why not bonds? So when interest rates rise, bonds decline. So the thought is that new bonds will soon be coming onto the market, offering investors higher interest rate payments. But with inflation pegged over 9%, like your money in a 3% bond is actually losing value as it sits. And we don't want that to happen to you. We don't need money to lose value as it sits. That's not the point. Like you're supposed to make money while you sleep, not lose it. But then the third and final one that I want to talk about is like, why not a savings account or CDs? And this one to me is kind of just mind boggling. So before last year, a CD was worth a whole 1% if you were lucky. That would have been mind boggling also. But today, since the Fed rate is a benchmark for the deposit account of like the annual percentage yield, they are rising. But to what? We're like, yay, higher than 1%. What could that be? So last week in an article, Michael and I saw that Barclays like had a three-year hold period and their percentage was 3.2. Woo! No, not really. Like 3.2. We want something much higher than 3.2, especially with inflation right now. But so those inflationary numbers, since they are estimated from 8 to 9%, that means you are losing a huge significant of percentage each year when your money just sits in that savings account. Like, have it work for you. That is the greatest part about real estate. Like, it can work for you while you sleep. Make sure yeah. you do it. 
Absolutely. And just to kind of recap on the bonds and savings account and CDs, right? Even if you're getting 3% on a bond or savings account or CD or whatever, inflation is still pegged at 8%. That delta there is between three and five, or excuse me, three and eight, which is 5%. So you're losing 5% of your money or purchasing power in the future. Make sure that you're looking at things that are actually increasing with inflation as they kind of go up. Right? Yeah. And I even want to add to that, like, in stocks, we were talking about how that 5% equated to $100 billion. Think of it that way. Over a lifetime, right now, today, 5% might not seem like a lot, but over a lifetime, it is a significant amount. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm just going to talk about now the four reasons why multifamily is such a great hedge against inflation. The first one, obviously, is everybody needs a place to live. Yeah. Uh, at the most basic level, everyone needs a place to live, right? So rents eat first, right? When the cost of home ownership rises, which I kind of mentioned earlier, tens of million people rely on rentals for their housing needs. Right? If people are priced out of homes, there's less inventory in the market, as we're seeing now, for single family. And interest rates are, are rising, which is making it harder and harder for people to get mortgages and afford those homes, right? So they're looking to rent a house, right? So no matter how high inflation gets, there will still be a demand for multifamily real estate. Housing is the most essential of all basic human needs. Just remember that, right? And because of this, according to a new article by Moody Analytics, multifamily is poised to outperform other sectors such as office, retail, and industrial during a downturn because an economic slowdown will lead to a hiring slowdown and a possible pullback on office leasing in order to keep cost low. Retail and industrial will follow the path of consumer spending as well. Mm-hmm. And both sectors are already facing excess inventories and a lackluster holiday season due to nervous customers, which could put further strain on expansion plans. All right. So that's number one. Number two, rental price increases. Well, guess what? As inflation goes up, rents go up as well, right? In today's market specifically, rent growth has remained strong as the combination of rising interest rates and low supply have made the cost of owning a single family home increasingly difficult for many. Again, this is coming back to supply and demand issues, right? Most multifamily leases are only for like six to 12 months or somewhere in between, meaning that operators are able to increase along with inflation throughout this this economic downturn. Okay, the third one is appreciation. So there's two types of appreciation. Normal appreciation, which is multifamily properties tend to appreciate in value over time. This is because they are such a desirable asset, right? As long as a property prices continue to increase and keep pace with the price rises of expenses, then multifamily real estate should remain an excellent inflation hedge. Not to mention the power of force appreciation, where a multifamily operator can increase the value of their property by increasing their NOI by increasing income or decreasing expenses. A higher NOI equals a higher property valuation. Again, because multifamily is not based on market comparables, like single family is based on the income produced. Well, right? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and the fourth and final thing that I'm briefly going to mention is just tax benefits, right? There's a tendency to focus on cash flow and property appreciation for multifamily. However, there are a variety of tax benefits associated with multifamily investments that you don't get with stocks, bonds, CDs, things like that, which are actually a major component of a lot of returns for multifamily investing. I won't get into the details here, but we talk at length about cost segregation and other tax benefits for multifamily on our YouTube channel and on our website. But I'm going to go ahead and pass it back to Susie now. Those are four great reasons why multifamily 
real estate is such a great hedge against inflation for savvy investors. Um, I'm going to pass it back to Susie now to kind of wrap everything up. So I know that we just talked about all of the great things about multifamily, but that doesn't mean it comes with its challenges. Like we do know that it is a excellent inflation hedge. Like Michael and I believe that to our core, but what is the other side of it, right? And a huge side of it right now, especially is the higher operating costs. So as the cost of goods and services rise, smart operators are going to be focusing on keeping expenses in control and focusing on cash flow. We have to, like when Michael and I we're in this journey a year and a half ago, like the cost of a washer and dryer now is significantly different. Like you have to be able to figure some of those costs out now and just other miscellaneous operating costs like utilities is actually a great one. Like in the UK, especially like our utilities increased 500%. That is insane. Mm -hmm. But what does that all mean, right? So that often means putting off unnecessary projects. So unnecessary projects is different to other operators, but a big one for that can be cosmetic renovations. Just because because as the demand for rentals rise, the return on investment for those types of projects is unlikely to improve your property's performance. Like they kind of just put a negative impact on the bottom line. So what's far more important to save is for things that truly need to be maintained, upgraded, or repaired. Because when you just solely focus on the residents and what they need, like your retention is better. So other renovations that cannot be put off, you need to focus on. Those are the ones that will help impact rents and occupancy. And those are the most important things right now. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for being a part of this three-part series with us. Michael and I are going to come up with more market updates for you all. We had a blast going over it all and we hope that you did too. Yeah, I hope you learned a lot. I really hope you understand the power and the value of investing in hard assets, especially multifamily real estate during these trying times, as we don't know what the future is going to hold. So in six months, we'll check back in with you and see where we're at here for sure. Or one month. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, but like just taking a nice snapshot six months down the road would be nice. But anyways, if you have any questions about this or want to chat about this, please feel free to reach out to Susie and I. You can email us at exploremore at, at adventurousrei.com and we'll get back with you immediately. And so looking forward to hearing from you. I really hope you enjoyed this series. But until next time, explore more adventure awaits. Woo! Thank you so much for listening. Before you start your next adventure of the day, please take a moment to reflect on the impact that you want to make. All of our efforts combined are what make the monumental impacts. We can't do it without you. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us an honest review with one of the great insights you received from the show today. And if you believe a friend, family member, or colleague would find great value in listening, please share our podcast with them. As always, your support means the world to us. Until next time, explore more. Adventure awaits. Woo!